What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to VCast, where church and culture come together. Uh, do that great thing that you do and go ahead and give us a like if you haven't. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, this month, we're going to be talking about the battlefield in our minds because there is a war going on in our minds with anxiety and all sorts of things. But we know that if we are able to change our mind, then God can change our life. Enjoy. What's going on, everybody? Um, welcome to episode two of this month, I Declare War. Um, last week, I was here with Axel, but today we have one of our hosts back, Jeremy. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm back. So what's Just up? He right. was on a, what, like a vacation? Or yeah, something. yeah, I took a, I yeah, took a He took off. a quick break, a siesta. Um, yes. But we're back now to bring you episode two. So last week, me and Axel, we had talked about replacing um, the lies of the enemy with God's truth. We talked about how the enemy fights, the tactics of the enemy, and how we fight back using God's word and how God's word is Christ. Mm. And that's how we fight our battles. But today, um, we want to talk about being rewired mm. as Christians. Um, in our lives as Christians, a lot of times we sort of find ourselves in a routine of sin constantly falling to the same things over and over again in our lives. And um, we kind of want to pinpoint that issue because it's a, it's a routine that's not healthy. Right. And we see ourselves in a cycle of constantly doing it. So that means that there must be something wrong with right. us that needs to be fixed, rewired. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if you have anything to say on that. Yeah, so like we get into like little ruts um, and what happens is we get into these little ruts where um, we're, we're just in a constant repeated cycle of of the same problems we've been going through. Um, and But everything seems like we're doing things what, right and it, it could sometimes be off. The way that I think about it is, is um, one time uh, I had uh, my remote to my uh, TV and I put fresh batteries in it and no matter how much I put fresh batteries, the, the remote just wasn't working. I could not turn the TV on with the remote. And I kept getting annoyed because I was sitting there going, yo, why is this remote not working? And then um, I checked the batteries just to be sure. And I don't know who did this or for what reason, but like most, I don't know about, it, you, you have like your TV remotes. Do, does one battery go one way and the other one goes the opposite? I'm an Xbox player. so. My batteries have to go the opposite. The opposite direct <laughs> yeah. way, exactly. So like, it, but all, all almost every remote control, video game remotes, everything, it's like the batteries go the opposite way. In this remote, both batteries were supposed to face the same direction going like forward. It was disgusting. I don't know who designed this remote control, but whoever did, it was, I was like, this is such a poor design because I'm like, I had a battery in backwards because I had been so used to my batteries facing opposite directions and now bat both batteries had to fit the same exact way. And, and it was funny how the batteries fit perfectly in place. Everything was aligned. It should have worked. It didn't work. And I kept getting into this cycle of my, my remote doesn't work. My remote doesn't work. My remote is broken. But in reality, there was just, I just needed to switch the battery. And then all of a sudden my remote is working again. And a lot of times I feel like that's how we are in Christianity is that there's we see these cycles and we see these bad cycles and we keep repeating similar patterns 
But in reality, the, the thing that we have to attack is the fact that there's some things that are broken in us that we have to rewire. Yeah. You guys talked about that last week, how the, the enemy's been lying to us our whole lives and we have to replace those lies with truth. But just because we put, replace the lies with truth doesn't mean that maybe we haven't been accustomed to the lies of the enemy. And now there's some serious rewiring of the way we think and the way we um, uh, process things that needs to change in order for us to see victory. Yeah, especially uh, as Christians, we sometimes even sometimes we're not accustomed to the to the lies of the enemy. And sometimes we're not even accustomed to the truth that we have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. We, we're not. We don't read our word enough, therefore we don't really know how to battle it. Having the necessary tools to get the job done yet not knowing how to use them mm. as a Christian. Yep. And that's just like the battery analogy that you brought up. You have what you need in the remote. Like you have the two batteries. Mm -hmm. You just put them in the wrong way. All right. So you have what you need, you just don't know how to use them. And when I was kind of going over that as I was writing down this script, I was brought to Romans 7 and the entire context of the book of Romans. Um, and which I'll make it like really short. Um, so the book of Romans, basically Paul writes this book to the Romans, this letter, because a bunch of, not necessarily Gentiles, but sort of Greek Jews are now entering the church. And now there's a conflict of culture going on in the church. And um, the Jews are getting mad at them. They would be called Hellenist Jews, but um, just the Greeks, because they are eating, they're not eating kosher, they're not following the diet, some of them are not circumcised. So the Jews who are so accustomed to this way of living are now like, in order for you to be Christian now, in order for you to follow Jesus, you need to start um, eating kosher, you need to circumcise. And Paul is here to address this problem. And in Romans seven, he says, you have been released from the law, right? Mm. So because of Jesus, because of his sacrifice, these rules that you once had to follow, you no longer need to follow. And this is what I kind of came to when I was talking about being, not being so accustomed to the truth and not knowing what to do with it. Mm -hmm. So Paul is saying, it's fine if you follow these things, right? If you want to eat kosher, want to circumcise, that's up to you. But because of Jesus, there is now a certain way that you no longer have to live right right you can now and it's about that rewiring being cross-wired to think this way and there are some people who still think that way that right. you still need to eat this way or circumcise or do or things yeah do things a certain way mm. and although i wouldn't necessarily call that a lie of the enemy um it's sort of a way of living that we have been rewired it, it's sort of like because of Jesus, we've been rewired to live a different way. Now. Mm -hmm. And Paul is addressing that you've been released from the law. There's a new way to live and you just need to get accustomed to it. Mm -hmm. Right. Because these people are not any less Christian than you. Right. Getting accustomed to that truth. Um, I don't know if you have. Yeah. So you talk when it comes to bit. that, you know, like it was it's what Jesus said, like when when Jesus comes into your life, he transforms you. Um, from head to toe, your mind is also transformed. And when Jesus transforms your mind, you know, you cannot think the way that you used to. You have to you have to get and this is where we're going to head in the next one where we talk about replacing, um, you know, uh, not replacing. It was um, what was reframing. The reframing the way we think. Um, and so um, but in rewiring the way that we think, we have to understand that maybe there are certain things that we used to 
to do and now we have to get used to not doing those things anymore it reminded me of um when jesus said um that there was a new covenant coming and he says what like hey um if if you had a tear in your jeans you wouldn't go to the store and buy a new pair of jeans cut out a piece from the new pair and try to patch up the old pair that doesn't make any sense it's like why are you trying to fix the old pair of jeans the old pair of jeans is done with the new pair of jeans just wear those stop trying to fix what is old and replace it with the new and i feel like there's a lot of people listening right now who maybe are saying you know like i've just got to add jesus into my life into certain aspects of my life and things will get fixed and it's like no you you need a whole new way of thinking a whole new way to think you need jesus to completely rewire um the way you process things and um uh, jesus is saying out with the old and with the new mm-hmm. yeah under the law you can't do these things anymore right there's the law has no more benefit to you right he even says those who are under the law are cursed to follow the whole thing so you've been released from it and you need to think differently um but another thing that us as Christians, we've been crosswired into sort of, I don't know how I would put it, like acting, living, the way that we've been wired stems from the very beginning, the way that we've been wired to sort of act. Um, we had talked about this before, me and uh, Axel, last week, and we were talking about the story of uh, Genesis and how exactly... Um, Satan had got Adam and Eve to fall and it was through taking sort of what God said he says if you eat of this fruit you will surely die taking that and not necessarily lying to them but not telling them the truth either he says well if you eat it you won't really die right so although he was correct because Adam and Eve continue on living and have children they have now sinned and we know that sin leads to death so that is where we kind of get to now that because of Adam and Eve, we now live in sin as well. And we've been wired to sort of live in separation from God, right? That's the root problem. We are now separated from God. And that's just how we, we come into the world. Right. We come into the world. As soon as we get past that point of accountability, we have now been separated from God, right? right? What does it say in um, Romans five twelve? Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin and so death spread to all men because all sinned right yeah sin came into the world because of adam and eve right and now it is in us so we have been wired that way since the fall of adam and eve we have been wired completely wrong right we have fallen away from god and now we are not only cursed with death but we spread it as well Mm -hmm. right so that's another thing that i kind of wanted to touch on that we just don't have death because we sin we spread it to other people as well and these are things like peer pressure stuff like that where now we are not only living that way but we encourage people to live that way as well Mm. um which is something especially that's uh, um that exists within today's culture we sort of just egg people on to do things yeah right um live your truth right Mm -hmm. that's a thing that we see a lot today um if it's true to you then it's true right there is no more truth it's just what you believe and we spread that and it's because something's wrong within us where we don't want to accept the truth we don't want to accept that we're crosswired right yeah i think i think for us we have to learn to um that this problem is very deeply rooted 
um, and um, that it's going to always affect our lives. And there's a lot of people who are in ruts right now who are just going through the same same sin, struggling with the same problems. And it's like, how do I get out of this? And I think one of the biggest problems was something that you said, because I remember you, you had said something about um, how it's deep rooted. Um, if you had a tree in your backyard and you wanted to get rid of that tree and you said, I got to get this tree out of my yard, you're not going to cut a branch off to get rid of the tree. It's like, if I cut a branch off, the, the tree will die. No, it won't. It's literally, the tr the branch will just grow right back. Um, you can try to take as many branches off that tree as you want, but unless you uproot that plant, that tree's not going anywhere. And so many of us, we struggle with, there are people who are struggling with pornography, people who are struggling with uh, anxiety and depression, a lot of these things. And um, a lot of us struggle, you know, especially with, uh, well, actually it's men and women struggle with lust. And we're struggling with all these things, but what we do is we're cutting off branches, you know? Oh man, you know, somebody watch pornography and they go, okay, well, I'll just throw away my laptop. It's like, that. that's fine, but that's like putting a Band-Aid on a gash. Like, no, you need something deeper. And, um, and so in order for us to really fight against the long, I mean, from Adam and Eve has been passed down for generations, this in inerrant, inherent sin nature, in order to battle against that, we have to get deep into our life. Yeah, um, I actually heard this from TikTok, which is where I got it from, but I thought it was actually really good. And um, somebody was saying, they were talking about what God can and can't do, mm -hmm. and how God is a sort of paradox, because he can do anything, but he can't sin, right? God has the ability to do anything, but he doesn't have the ability to sin. And someone said, it's not that God doesn't have the ability to sin. Sin is not inability. It's the lack of inability. Mm. It's the lack of righteousness. It's the last lack of holiness. It's the lack of self-control. Mm. The reason why God can't sin is because he lacks none of these things. Mm. The reason why we sin is because we lack self-control, mm. right? So that is the root of the problem. It's our hearts. Right. because we don't have any control over ourselves and this is what jesus was talking about again last week me and axel said out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks mm -hmm. that's the root it's your heart right yeah because if you because that's the thing if you um like some of these things they have long-lasting effects um i for years of my life i would go to the pool and then i would go eat like some lunch and then I would wait and I would tell people to wait. I'd be like, yo, you gotta wait, man. You gotta wait 30 minutes before we jump back in. I did that for years because that was something that was told to me when I was a kid that you'll get cramps and you can drown. So you gotta make sure that you don't eat before jumping into the pool until I found out that that was a lie that moms had made up so that they didn't have to watch their kids in the pool right after eating um, because they were trying to like, you know, it's like you've been in the pool for an hour. You know, you got to wait an hour. You got to wait half an hour. And that lie was so deeply rooted within people that people actually believed it and made other people react that way. And it was so bad because it's like, wow. But what we had to do is get down to the root of it. And it's just simply not true. And now all of the years I've spent doing this, I was such a waste. <laughs> you remember the uh, the poison ivy experiment that they did? Oh yeah, yeah. Where they brought a bunch of people, mm -hmm. they made them watch like a what a seven hour documentary on like poison ivy, mm -hmm. and then they bring in a regular leaf and they wipe it on people's skin, mm -hmm. and they say this is poison ivy. Yeah, it's not poison ivy. It's a it's just a regular leaf, but then like. Eight out of the ten people got a rash. Yeah, from it. 
mm-hmm. and it's because they believe the lie that was told to them. Right. So now after that seven hour documentary, Poison Ivy is all that they're thinking about. Mm-hmm. So they've been wired to think that, hey, this is actual Poison Ivy. Look, yeah. I have a rash. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, that wasn't Poison Ivy. You just believed the lie. And because you believed the lie, that became your body your reacted. Yeah, your body Which reacted. Which is crazy. That's why they say perception is reality. Mm-hmm. And that there are, think about, and if that's the case with that Poison Ivy study, if that's the case, imagine the lies that we've believed our whole life growing up and things we've bought into that was a one of the past the pastor um who wrote the book that we were reading um he said that uh for years his parents had always told him we don't have money for that we don't have money for that we don't have money for that we don't have money to go outside we don't have money it got so ingrained in his head to be frugal and try to save every penny and it came to the point that he when he grew up and had a daughter was always saying the same thing to her we don't have money we don't have money even when they did and that he went out to eat with his daughter for her birthday one day and his his little girl she was really young like five and then he goes hey baby it's your birthday you can have anything that you want i think she was maybe like five six or seven maybe and he goes you can get anything you want doesn't matter which whatever you want he looked at his daughter. His daughter looked up at him. She was crying. And she goes, Daddy, I can't do that. And he's like, why not? She's like, because we don't have money for that. We don't, we don't have money. We're, 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 we're very low on money. And, and he's like, no, we're not. It's just $25 chilies, baby bag ribs or something like that. Like it's not, it's nothing expensive. But notice the effect that it had on his daughter that she had tears in her eyes and said, Daddy, we can't do that because he had drilled in her. How many things from our childhood have been drilled into our heads and have caused us to have that kind of reaction on people? You know, um, as a matter of fact, it could even happen. I've noticed that too. Like I've, and this is this is horrible as a pastor where I walk around and I'm just like, man, I'm so tired. And I, I'm always saying that, that's my thing for everything. How you doing pastor? Oh man, I'm exhausted. I'm so tired. I had a long week, da da da. And I got, I said that so much that it would come to the point where people are struggling. And I'm like, bro, you're struggling with this. How long has this been going on? Like two or three months. And I'm like, why didn't you call me? Because I know you're tired and you work really hard. And I felt like garbage, like because I'm always telling people I'm tired and, and because I've accepted that lie in my life that I don't have energy to do things. Now people are afraid to approach me because they don't want to be a burden to me. But I'm God put me on this earth to help people. And and far be it from me to believe that lie that I don't have the energy and that and, and it just it really has an effect not only on you, but the people around you. Yeah. And, and this is exactly why we. Uh we brought this up as being crosswired because that's exactly what these lies do. They take what God intended us to be and completely wire it the wrong way. And now these lies that we've been told for generations from Adam and Eve onto now as kids growing up into adults and still believing needs to be fixed, right? Now that we understand when we look at um, ourselves and we look at our hearts and we see that the wires are in the wrong place, how do we fix that right how do we 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 see what's wrong but we're like okay what do i do now right if if everything that i'm doing is wrong if all of these are lies if everything that i'm doing is just is wrong for me how do i fix that where does that start um how, how do we start with fixing the problem um i was brought to romans five fifteen, which says this goes back to the other um verse that i took from romans that says, therefore, just as sin came into 
the world through one man and death through sin. And so death spreads all men because all sin. This is Romans 5.15 and says, but the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, which is Adam, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. Mm. Right. So Paul is going all the way back to Adam. He says this trespass that leads to death that has caused all of you to live in death. The grace, the free gift of God is not like the trespass. It's not like what was before. But if many died through that one man's trespass, how much more grace is there? Mm-hmm. from that one man Jesus mm-hmm. as sin came into the world through one man so grace for all came into the world through one man Right, and the trespass of Adam caused us all to be fallen and cross wired but the one act of righteousness mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ is what is able to rewire and renew us right right. I, I want us to understand that rewiring ourselves isn't from ourselves Yeah, it's from Jesus mm-hmm. we just accept it Right. We talked about this last week, that the beauty of the grace of God is that I do nothing except accept it. Right, exactly. That's all I do. Mm-hmm. I, there, there's nothing that I do with my own power, with my own strength, with my own knowledge. I just realize that I'm broken, that I'm in chains, and the only one who can save me is Jesus. Right. And so the I, this this whole thing is meant to put us in a place where we go, okay, first of all, I need to point out the lies. I need to point out the things, the the cross wires in my life, where some areas where these wires are. Well, the only way that you're going to figure these things out, because because again, it's a pattern. How are you going to get out of a pattern? The way you escape the pattern is by creating new patterns, right? Um, and um, you know, if you really want to get over a bad habit, start a new habit, right? Um, and if we can do that, we can see improvement. For example, if we study the Word of God and we just get into a good habit of reading it every single day, and I mean really reading and meditating on the Word of God, um, when we do that, we will know the truth of God, and the truth of God is like a light that shines in our darkness. It'll show us all those cross wires that we have. It's like, wow, you know, for years I thought this, but I just read Scripture, and Scripture says this. You know what else helps? having pastors and leaders who care about you being a part of a church. So if you're not part of a church, get in a church and have pastors and leaders who can help you so that you can call them at any time of the day and just say, hey, pastor, I read this in scripture. What does this mean? I've been noticing this pattern in my life. What What do you think it is? And pastors can counsel and help you to see those crossed wires and go, oh, well, then now let's just rewire. I mean, the Bible says that we have the Holy Spirit as well that will guide us into all truth. That's what he said. Jesus said that when the Spirit comes, he will He will guide you into all truth. And that Holy Spirit is an all-consuming fire, comes into our life. He purifies us. He makes us new. But in order for us to fix the problem, we have to know there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And unless we use the light of Scripture to reveal those issues and those crossed wires, um, there will never be change but we have to call it out for what it is. This is a lie of the enemy. It's not true. I rebuke this thought. I rebuke these um, these actions. And God, come into my heart and reveal the way that I should be living my life. Mm-hmm. Living and um, sort of receiving what God has for us, right? right. Uh, Hebrews 12, 28 through 29. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. Amen. Just like you had said, that there's a consuming fire. The consuming fire, which is God purifies everything within a person, right? Um, Paul brings it up in another thing. He, um, I know that you know it. I know that you know it because 
I know it. And if I know it, you know it. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> but it, when Paul talks about being refined by fire mm-hmm. and he says um, the house or something which is burned up. I, dude, come on, man. I, I know what you're talking about. You know about. what I'm talking about, right? Is it right? Paul? It is Paul. I thought and it was he talks Hebrews. about how um, something like um, bronze or something is refined yeah. by fire. Mm-hmm. Um, it as, might be. as gold refined by fire. As gold refined by fire. Yeah, yeah that. So Paul is speaking of um, that the fire, which is God, refining and purifying everything that goes into it. And even Jesus talks about it in Revelation. Is not well. First Peter? First, no, it's not. Is so. it? Uh, sorry, hold on. We need to read our Bibles okay. more. So that the, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Might be a different one. It's probably said multiple times because it's yeah. probably a common thought. Because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because he is that consuming fire, which purifies everything. Right. Um, so the fallen state of our heart and minds, the wires crossed within us are all purified and renewed by the power of God which is what we need in our lives. It's the power of God. It's the the presence of God active within our lives. Um, We do that by reading our word and by accepting Jesus. Like I said last week with Axel, we battle with God's word. His word is Christ, Mm -hmm. right? It's the same way that we rewire ourselves. It's a sword, yeah. It's the sword. It's the the thing that fixes all of our problems. When everyone had a problem, who'd they run to when they heard of Jesus? They ran to him. Because mm-hmm. his name spread throughout all of Judea, Samaria, everyone had a problem. They ran to him, and yeah. it needs to be the same with us. Yeah, we have a problem, and we need to run to him. Yeah, we need to declare war on our thoughts. And the the Bible is the word of God. It's a sword sharper than any double edged sword. The word of God is literally the sword of the spirit, um, and we wield it. And I think too many times we've been on the defensive with our thoughts, and now we need to start attacking back. And um, and so by the power of the Holy Spirit and through much prayer we can battle against our thoughts and we can win this war thank you guys for tuning into our podcast i hope that you enjoyed yourself if you did don't forget to give us a like a follow subscribe comment and share this podcast with as many people as you know so we can get the word of god out to everyone everywhere we love you guys so much thank you for tuning in and we'll see you guys on the next episode